AmateurGolf.com lists over 3,000 amateur events around the world. For elite amateurs, mid-ams, and seniors, there are just a few dozen events each year that attract players ranked inside the top 1,000. The Stalker Cup at the Preserve Golf Club in Carmel, California is one of those events. Founder and CEO of AmateurGolf.com, Pete Lakowski, has played in the Stalker Cup 10 times and is currently on the Stalker Cup Tournament Committee. Is, you can answer this, is the Stalker Cup the best mid-am tournament in California? Well, it's hard to argue against it. The Stalker Cup started in 91. It's in its 28th year, and it seems to get better every year. The host course, you got a big check mark there. It's a preserve golf club, a Fazio design on a 20,000-acre nature preserve. Incredible. The field, it's a limited field of top mid-am players. We can talk about that you know, for this year a little bit later. But um, And also the hosting, the way the tournament's hosted how players are, in most cases, when they need it, provided with lodging and beautiful member homes. And the club just seems to embrace the tournament. And then just add the weather, which is important anywhere. And you've got a pretty good argument that it's the best mid-am tournament and I'd say one of the best in the country. And, I mean, for this year, probably the strongest field ever. Uh, that's what we're hearing. I mean, why is this Why is this year the strongest field? What What happened this year to make this tournament as strong as it is? Well, it's kind of a, a progression over the last three years. Um, we've had uh, more word of mouth. Uh, they made some changes at the golf course. They changed the fairways to more drought tolerant. Uh, it took about a year or two for those to really take with the rough coming in nicely and the greens incredible. So that word has really started to grow. And then just the way that we're getting players into member homes to stay there. That's kind of unique to mid-am golf. That's something you see a lot of in college or junior golf. It's very unique when somebody that's you know, as, as old as 40 or 50 years old is getting put up by a member of the preserve. And then what happened was we invited the top 100 mid-ams in the country kind of unsolicited without knowing them. We just invited them and, and um, we found that you know, about 10 new players came, giving us 75% from outside of California and about 25% in. It's a pretty good ratio. So when the when the stalker changed over to be at the preserve, I think uh, not sure what year that was. We can check that out. But do you think this tournament, outside of being at the preserve, can still attract the same field? Can still uh, command the same kind of competition? Or is is the preserve what makes this course uh, or makes this tournament one of the best? Well, that's a great question because first of all, it's a good time to sort of explain any tournament. You know has a reason for being you know if it's the sunny hannah amateur that was founded as a tournament of champions and when it was founded it was founded as you know all the state amateur champions gathering in one place the stalker cup was founded by a group that's really spearheaded by george kelly who was a friend of peter stalker and peter stalker passed away and back in 1991 and the tournament was founded right after his passing and he was you know past too young, uh, was the, the person that got behind the preserve golf club. And he was a developer in San Francisco that had big vision. Like there's nothing that couldn't be done and developing a golf course on a 20,000 acre protected nature preserve in California with homes, uh, just something most people wouldn't think of. And unfortunately he passed, but his friends carried on his name and tradition through something he loved, which was competitive golf with good spirited competition with a good group of people, uh, you know, not just the players, their spouses and everything. So that's the foundation of the Stalker Cup. It was played at Pebble Beach and the other courses before the preserve got finished. But when it got finished, it moved in 2000 and it's been the home ever since. 
How many Stalker Cups have you played? That's a good question. I think at least seven, maybe as many as 10. But um, I was lucky enough to play as an A player the first few few times. And I pretty quickly realized that, you know, struggling to finish in the top 30 of 50 players, even when the field wasn't as competitor, it was more fun for me to play with a nationally ranked mid-amateur as a B player. So that's what I'm doing now. That's what George Kelly does. And he's played in a U.S. Open and a British Open. So he doesn't mind playing as a B player. Uh, he, he jokes with the group. He says, it's not a bad thing to move over to the dark side. <laughs> All right. Now talking just specifically about the course, what, what is your favorite hole on the preserve? Gosh, it's funny. I like the eighth hole. The course is tough for me. And you know, you play this golf course and par is pretty much a good number anywhere because the greens are lightning fast. And if you hit a wedge in, even on the short par fours, you could wind up with a, a even backspinning your ball off the green, you get to the eighth hole and it's just this breather. It's this par five with meanders down left to right and you can hit the green in two if you're lucky enough and I just love a hole that I didn't get up there and play it like a long par four uh of course the a players destroy it but um that's my favorite hole to preserve and I don't think I'm, I'm probably the only player that would answer that no I think a lot of people would agree but that's a risk reward hole if you go for that and go over that green trying to get up and down for your birdie oh you're looking at you're looking at a bogey if you kind of go over that green that's a good hole though i agree with that one yeah so kyle uh who is asking me the questions and i'm pete um, lukowski from amateurgolf.com but kyle is uh really coming into his own as a mid-am golfer at, at age 38 years old uh and um you know playing very well in in tournaments top five in the scga mid-am he won the the World Am Gross Division at Myrtle Beach, but you've been competitive in the Stalker Cup, putting up some some good numbers. But it seems like, and I'm going to throw a question back at you, always one round, maybe one hole gets away or something like that. What's the key to a mid-am player winning the Stalker Cup that you see as somebody that's playing as a, as a mid-am A player right now? Oh, you can't make a big number on that golf course because you know you can't recover from a triple bogey on that golf course and triple bogey is in play when you have 50 yards into a green out there. Um, it happens on par fives out there. I mean, 15, you can make a 15, your ball can roll back (laughs) multiple times. So for me, it's always been one hole where I make a, I make a double at a bad spot and I just can't make enough birdies to uh, coming home. But I think this year it's going to be a fourth time playing this course. And I think, uh, feeling a lot better this time. Got a new putter in the bag, new wedges, trying to figure out hitting wedges from those bare fairways is so difficult on the golf course, especially because you spin it off everywhere. But uh, it's always been one hole. So this year, keep myself out of trouble, putt from the middle of the greens. Hopefully I can get a better result. And get into that leading group on Sunday. And, and, and at that point, you know, you've got your confidence going and you're going to play more aggressively because you've already put up two good rounds. Um, we've got, uh, you know, just, just looking at the field, it's no surprise some of these uh, players that have contended in the Stalker Cup. I mean, Joe Duraney's a past champ. He almost won the U.S. Mid-Am. He lost in the finals this year. And, uh, you know, that, that exemption to the Masters, um, it probably stung a little bit for Joe. He played really well. And the guy he played from Australia uh, birdied, I think, three out of the last five holes. So Joe certainly has nothing to be ashamed of. He won the Canadian Mid-Amateur. And, um, you know, he's, he's had a season that most 
amateurs would dream about. Um, yeah, he would love to be in the Masters because that would be incredible. Obviously, who wouldn't want to play in the Masters? But he's still young. He's got a chance. And, you know, he's joined by players like, you know, you got to look at John Sowen, who loves the preserve, lives in Pebble Beach. He's the VP of um, golf at Pebble Beach, and he's our defending champ. It was his second victory last year. Shoots nine under, puts up a 67 in the last round to beat three players that were at eight under. So he knows how to close the door on a tournament. He'll always be tough to beat. Um, you know, some other names I see, like first-time competitor, I think Skip Berkmeyer. This guy is Mr. Midwest. He's um, He won the 2019, uh, well, he's a three-time Missouri State Am champion, and he was a semifinalist in the 2019 Crump Cup, which is at Pine Valley. So Skip can play at the highest levels. Um, Dr. Roger Newsom out of Virginia Beach, Virginia, he was a finalist, not in the mid-am, he was a finalist in the U.S. Senior Amateur. So that's pretty incredible. He was one match away from you know, winning the whole senior title in the biggest senior tournament probably in the world. Um, and, and he is right there. And then we've got a couple players like um, Philip Lee and um, uh, Derek Meinhart. You know, these, these guys have, um, have won mid-ams in their state. Kenny Cook, who is my partner, he won the Indiana State mid-am. And he and I um, kind of yin and yang pretty well out there. But I think the stat that's most amazing is 21 of the 48 players have won their state mid-am in 15 different states. So, you know, just get your arms around that one. That's a good playing field. No, this will be the who's who among mid-amateur golfers for sure. And uh, um, just if we're going to make any early calls, I have played with Joe Duraney out on the preserve and and one key, and especially with a guy like Sawin, I mean, they are hitting the ball high, and they can stop it from a long way out, and that's uh, that's key. I mean, I still remember Joe Draney's shot on number 15 there. He hit the highest and furthest five iron I have ever seen to stick it to a back pin placement, and that uh, I remember that shot. I don't remember a lot of shots from playing with people, but that's one I definitely always remember. So those are tour shots. Those, I mean, and the putting, uh, they, they don't have six footers left on greens that run on 13 in the stint meter. They can get their putts to within a reasonable distance based on feel and hitting it solid and reading the greens properly. And I, I think that results in a much more relaxing round of golf than some of the other golfers have. But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about something else really unique about the Stalker Cup, which is really that um, it's the only mid-am tournament that I know of that's played in the format of the AT&T Pebble Beach. I mean, you've got some similar tournaments. You've got the, um, uh, the, the Whisper Rock National Invitational, which plays a team format, but there's no individual championship there. Um, here you've got an A and a B and the B player is either invited by their A player partner or we match them up based on some of the regulars that play in the tournament every year like Peter Stocker's son Eric for example or George Kelly and these players get matched up with um, some of the the A's that come along and then they're playing like the Pebble Beach Invitational they've got a nice team thing going while the A player keeps his score and also it's a gross and net team competition so I don't think the AT&T has a gross competition but this one does and it's just as important as the net so we had 23 under gross one last year these guys could have won any best ball tournament at 23 under (laughs) (laughs) and the b player is supposed to be you know theoretically somebody with a single digit handicap but not at the level of the a's and our average handicap of the b's this year is 2.9 so you're still welcome if you're a 12 or a you know 10 or a 9, but I think what's happening is just a natural progression of the tournament is that good players that don't quite qualify to get an invitation to the Stalker Cup as an A player are happy to play as a B player with a friend. 
or maybe if in some cases, even a family member, like uh, Derek Meinhardt's playing with his dad, look out for those guys. Well, I'm, I'm excited for the soccer cup. It's one of my favorite events of the year. And this year we're going to do our best to get some great video, get some great pictures, have some good stories from there and hopefully a lot more coverage. And we'll be talking to some of the best AMs in the country that they'll, they will all be there. So we'll be bringing all that, all that stuff to you, uh, on amateurgolf.com. It's October 24th through 26th and the website's stockercup.com and we'll see you there.